Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get ready, my friends. We've got a jam-packed Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line. So much to get to and glad to have you along for the ride. A long time, three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. And uh, Michael, we missed you yesterday. I'm getting alerts as soon as the show starts off. Well, that's, okay. that's, that's got to be a Jamar good thing. Jamar Chase is just sore. He's just sore. It's going to be okay. Good morning, Stormy. Good afternoon. How are you? I am doing well. Better than better than Jamar Chase's sore back, it appears. But I was just saying, <laughs> we missed you yesterday. But when, obviously, football done right is in high demand. And so when people are calling you, you got to get out there and keep promoting the book. It's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice quick trip in and out of San Antonio. Nice time. Nice visit. Came back. I got caught in the airport. I get McAfee calls me on the phone. It's amazing. You get to do his, you know, I don't even know what the hell he was calling me about. But I was doing the book fair and somebody said, hey, they're talking about you going back to New England. I'm saying, I ain't going back anywhere. I can just tell you, I'm, I'm trying to get out of San Antonio today. That's where I'm going. That so was great, though. You're, you're walking through the airport on FaceTime. You know, the thing that people don't understand about Bill Belichick, so good. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. Uh, yeah, but anyway, life goes on, and we we're now we're here. We got week ten of the season start. We didn't have a chance to recap Monday night. I mean, everybody was on the Jets, mm-hmm. which when they put that graphic up at the Worldwide Leader, where they're all on one team, you should immediately dash to the window, immediately, da- and know you're going to cash that ticket. You just know it. Now, I mean, if it's the Giants versus the Cowboys, I would say don't do that. I don't think there's ever going to be a sentence you feel good about if you're saying Tommy DeVito's our starting quarterback for the rest of the year. Could you imagine standing in front of America and saying that? I feel bad. I don't mean to be harsh on Tommy DeVito. I really don't. But, you know, it does require a elite skill set to be a starting quarterback in the league. I mean, Clayton Toon last week, 48. I mean, that was not yeah. fair to him. Is this going to be fair to Tommy DeVito? Okay, so Michael, geez, so many ways that I can go with this. Um, but how about we? How about we start because some with big the rundown stay stay on course. I'm going to try to just yes. jumping all over I'm the place. I'm going to keep us on course Caesar's with the rundown. Caesar's probably already mad at me. Yes, <laughs> Caesar's already mad at me. So you mentioned Clayton Tune. 
And in addition, yes, to recapping Monday night, yesterday the news became official that the Arizona Cardinals are going to go ahead and move forward with Kyler Murray at quarterback. And we've had a lot of discussions on this show about the injury guarantees. Should he get hurt if he goes back out there on the field and plays and doesn't uh, pass his physical come March? Those guarantees, millions of dollars all of a sudden get locked in. How surprised were you when you saw that hey, let's let's move forward. Let's give Kyler a shot now that he's back fully healthy. We're going to activate him to the roster. Well, I think that last part of your sentence, I don't know if that's true. I watched him move around. He didn't look fully healthy to me. Now, this is going to be my Hall and Oates play this week without a question of a doubt because you there's too much uncertainty. You can't play Atlanta and assume – that they're going to be okay. And you can't play Arizona and assume that Murray's going to be back to where he was when he left the game. Like, there's just too much here. Like, Murray wasn't playing at a high level when he hurt his knee. Forget about now that he comes back off the knee. Does he have his quickness? Does he have his acceleration? Does he have his explosiveness? Can he avoid tacklers? Those are all things that I have serious doubts about. And when I watched him move around, the little bit that I did... He didn't look good doing it. He didn't look the same. Now, he could have been loafing, and I understand that, and he could have been duping everybody. But I I find this hard to believe that they're going to let him go out there and risk 90-some million dollars of future earnings, and they're not even sure he's going to be the quarterback. Now, what they're probably saying to themselves is, look, we know we could trade him. If we get the first pick overall in the draft, we'll probably be able to get some huge asset because let's face it. I mean, we're going to talk about it later in the show. How many bad quarterbacks are playing in the league? As much as you may not like Kyler Murray, as much as you may not like his contract, he's going to be better. I mean, Derek Carr got $40 million in the market last year. But so help me talk through the contract side of it all. Because if you do, like, let's say he goes out there, plays, plays great. He ups his trade value in the market. Like the numbers of the cap hit and dead cap hit that you have in 2024 is significant. Like 81 and a half million in dead cap next year. Like, is that is that well, a tradable contract in your mind? Well, it depends on that dead cap is all... It's not it's all centered on what is guaranteed right now. That looks guaranteed. But if it doesn't become guaranteed and it's only injury guaranteed and he's healthy, that number's not as high as that. So it comes down a little bit. Look, I mean, the Giants are going to count next year. What are they going to 36 million? They got to count on their cap of, of guaranteed money for Daniel Jones. This is the problem you get into when you have a contract with a quarterback and he gets hurt. It's just the reality of it all. There's And there's no escape. Like, there's no wiggle room for the Giants. There is wiggle room in this contract only because if they decide to not have him on the team on the fifth day of the league year, they get away with some of those guarantees, and they basically eat the signing bonus of which they gave him. That's the only thing they got to eat. The future se- seasons isn't that dramatic. So as far as things go for this week, you say it's the hollow notes play. I can't go for that. We're going to stay away from it. But right now, Arizona is getting one and a half points against the Falcons total 42 and a half. You mention 
the last time that we saw Kyler Murray, right? And yes, we know he's a 2019 Offensive Rookie of the Year, threw for over 3,700 yards, three seasons in a row, touchdown interception ratio around two to one for his career. But the last time we saw him, Let's remember that the Arizona Cardinals were three and eight at the time of his injury. Uh, he was averaging a career low 6.1 yards per pass attempt, had seven interceptions. It was kind of a dumpster fire. We were seeing the signs of regress- regression all season. It felt like that year. Now he's coming off of the torn ACL. You anticipate rust. I know it's not nearly as long of a time away as we saw from Deshaun Watson, but when Watson came back, I mean, it's taken a long time for him to get back to speed. And now he's also learning a new scheme that you're throwing into that as well. What's your anticipation on the field for Kyler Murray out the gates? Well, let's go back to why he didn't have a good year last year. I think a lot of this started at the end of last, at the end of the year before in 21, when they were a playoff team and they played Seattle at home in the last game of the year and Seattle beat them and Seattle wasn't a good team at this time, but they beat them. They rushed them a certain way and they really curtailed any ability that he had to make plays. They made him a pocket passer. Then he goes to Los Angeles in a playoff game. I know the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl that year. However, that being said, the Ram- there were, this was not a good game. This was not a close game whatsoever. And so now, you know, people understand how to play him. So you go into the 22 season and basically, you know, nobody's really worried about him in terms of we got to keep him in the pocket. Nobody's really worried about him. He's not going to beat you from the pocket. You got to keep him in there. I mean, last year against... So he goes up to Seattle in week, what, six of the season? He throws for buck 71, you know, and he know, and Seattle knows how to play him. And so it becomes very challenging. All these teams that know, once you go through the cycle and you play against them a bunch, then all of a sudden there's really no answer. And that's where I think he is. And that's where I think it's going to be a problem. His height's a problem. And if he doesn't have that elite roadrunner type, beep, beep, get out of the way, make plays, He's not a pocket passer. This is going to be a challenge. So eight games now, theoretically, uh, if he stays healthy to evaluate Murray in the eyes of the new regime. Uh, I I wonder, too, if like obviously so much has been made about Kyler Murray off the field and his attitude in the video games and all the different things. But when you go through an injury like this, you see a lot of players come back with like a newfound love of the game. And when you don't have it, you want to be a part of it that much more. So I wonder if he is energized and tries to prove that he wants to be a part of this franchise. I don't know, but I also do know that at one and eight right now, the Arizona Cardinals are sitting in the opportunity space the opportune spot to have the number one overall pick in next year's draft with some premier talent coming out. So like if I'm Monty Austin for it and I'm Jonathan Gannon, like my wheels are just turning like crazy right now. It's, it's, it's a lot with Kyler Murray right now. No question. And what you have to do if you're Monty, you've got to compare Murray, which you know of him to whatever quarterbacks available in the draft. That's what you have to do. That's what you should do all the time because you have to ask yourself, is this kid better than I? Now, I think they can get, they are going to be able to get a draft. They'll be able to get picks, you know, and they got Chicago sitting there at two and three. People say, well, Chicago should trade one of those. And get. They shouldn't. The interesting team is going to be, what do the Giants do? Yeah. You know, what do the Giants do? They, they got to pick a quarterback. Good luck trying to convince them of that. <laughs> How about New England? We know they'll pick one. The Rams, they'll pick one. Green Bay's another one. I mean, all those teams sitting right there, there's a reason they're sitting there, Stormy, is because they don't have good quarterbacking play. I mean, it's pretty clear. 
you know, Sam Howell's a fifth-round pick, but he's actually played well. Mac Jones is a first-round pick. He hasn't played well. Jordan Love's a first-round pick. He hasn't played well. The reason you're sitting there is because your quarterback hasn't played well. You know, everybody, everybody wants to go somewhere where they have a great quarterback, right? Well, I mean, that's great. But what jobs open up that have a proven quarterback? Not many. Uh, Mel Kuyper reports as many as seven quarterbacks are considered first rounders, according to NFL executives. I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize they felt there were that many. And there are certainly that many quarterback needy teams. Caleb Williams, the favorite to go number one, although the juice in that has kind of come down. Michael minus 360 yeah. right now for Caleb Williams to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. Drake may was five to one. Now he's sitting plus 250. But other names, obviously, uh, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, uh, the list yeah. goes on. A lot of quarterbacks are coming out in this class that um, could be potential targets for those teams that need it. Yeah, and I mean, they're all going to go. I mean, they're all going to go because where are you going to get one? Part of the problem is when you take over a team like Gannon did, right? you got to start that rebuilding program with the quarterback. It's one of the reasons why Eberflus, if he doesn't make it through the years, he would, they were counting on Fields to be a good player. When he doesn't turn out, you lose your job. You know, I mean, just, look at the Raiders. They, yeah. they get rid of Carr, and then they go Garoppolo, and they lose your job. I'm just disappointed. I wanted Clayton Toon to start so we could fade Arizona the rest of the way. I was really looking forward to it, and now I have all of these questions. We have a lot more quarterback talk when we return, and yes, we'll get to Michael's favorite player, the Tommy DeVito out of it all, next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. 
big Pinot Noir fan myself when I hit up the old Total Wine. Welcome back in to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And just when you thought there would be no NFL home in 2023 from Carson Wentz in steps the Los Angeles Rams, Michael. Uh, Brett Rippon, who started in the Rams' ugly loss to the Packers this past weekend, he has been waived. They're bringing Carson Wentz in to back up Matt Stafford, who's been dealing with that thumb injury. So making some moves on the bye week. But we were just talking in the previous segment about how rough the quarterback play has been, which has left me honestly a little bit surprised that it's taken this long for a veteran type of a guy like Carson Wentz to be able to find a home. I don't think Carson Wentz doesn't get a job because people don't want the the player. I think the person, I think what happened in Indianapolis and what continued to happen in Washington, the disconnect with his teammates, I think that's what must keep him out. Because you're right. I mean, would you rather have Tommy DeVito going into, that's what into I'm Dallas saying. or would you rather have Carson Wentz? I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. I mean, whatever, and I'm not a Carson, I was a Carson Wentz fan at one time when he played here in Philadelphia, that 16 season, I thought he was dynamic, 17 season, but since then he hasn't been, but I mean, Tommy DeVito wasn't good at Syracuse or Illinois, so let's pump the brakes on that one. I I don't know, you know, to me, it's more personality fit in your locker room, and I think Sean McVay probably just said, now, I think you got to extend this down. Why would you sign Wentz? It's on a bye week, but you must believe Stafford's a not going to stay healthy or isn't going to get healthy. Yeah, actually, right? I mean, be, let's why, let's why why else do this? Yeah, I was gonna let's take a listen to a clip from Sean McVay at his press conference earlier this week, kind of laying out his thoughts on Matthew Stafford, and we can react after that. Take a listen. Feel really good about Matthew and um, how much he's attacked. You know, doing everything in his power to be back and and to lead the way for this team, and so. Uh, we're going to look at a lot of different things over this break here, Gary. Uh, but I'm for I'm I'm optimistic that I don't even think that's uh, something that we have to uh, you know to worry about. But we will figure out whether it be you know not exclusive to the quarterback position, but at some other spots, you know where possibilities um, to be able to add or or add competition, and so that could be one of them. But we haven't made those decisions quite yet. Like he says that that's not something that they're thinking about or worrying about and then says, oh, but we could bring in competition and then ends up signing Carson Wentz the next day. So clearly it is something that you're worried about. Right. And I mean, he's worried about his future, too, not him specifically, but his quarterbacking future, because, you know, his you know, we know that it's going to be hard to keep him healthy. And Stafford, when you look at his numbers and you do all this, the analytics, I mean, they haven't been good. And a lot of it isn't really his fault because he gets the crap beat out of him and there's no protection, you know. But and the more they play against a physical line, it always becomes a little harder. Look, the kid's tough as hell. But when you go through it, I mean, this has not been a great year in terms of his percentage of completion, his touchdown percentage, you know, interception percentage is always going to remain the same. His success ratio is probably the lowest it's been. You'd have to go back to Detroit, you know? And so I think to me, that's one of the things that have to concern yourself with is he's not been able to do that. I mean, when you look at him at the Rams, he played nine games last year. He's played eight games this year and the numbers are better in terms of down the field throwing, but the percentage of completion isn't there. And this line really hurts them. 
So with the Rams now at three and six, the bye week, um, ideally they get Matthew Stafford back for Seattle, but should he get hurt, it's Carson Wentz stepping in there. Does that give you confidence that the Rams could down the stretch go on to win some games or is it kind of a wash regardless of who's in there based on, like you just said, an offensive line that has continued to cause problems for their quarterback? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get me to get behind the Rams. They come back off the bye, and they start their second season like they started their first season with against Seattle at home. But they got Seattle, Arizona. The Cleveland-Baltimore games will be really hard for them, right? They could beat, they've beaten Seattle once. Be hard to beat them twice. But then they've got Cleveland and Baltimore, two teams they should not beat. Washington, they certainly could beat. New Orleans, the Giants, and the 49ers. I mean, there's four wins. They might be able to get four more wins out of that. They might be able to get their overtotal. But, you know, last week against – but that's predicated on the fact that they can keep everybody healthy. Look, we know this. The second half of games with the Rams, they tend to wear down. They playing as good as you can play. But even the Packers moved the ball on them in the second half last week because they just don't have enough depth. Yeah, it, that's what kills them, Stormy. They don't have enough depth to hold on. I mean, I think this is probably one of the best coaching jobs Sean McVay's ever done. But he goes into Green Bay last week, and, and he's got no quarterback. <laughs> he leaves there with 187 yards of total offense. Are we surprised he made a move? Of course not. Yeah, I think if anything, Brett Rippon just proved he's not an NFL backup. And I think a lot of guys are showing that. And this weekend with Tommy DeVito, it's going to be very, very scary, I think, against a good team in the Dallas Cowboys that they have to face yet again. And they did go ahead and bring in Jacob Eason to the practice squad. Matt Barkley is Tommy DeVito's backup. And that's just one, two, three of rough if you're the New York Giants. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the Giants are in a tough spot. I mean, 16 and a half point dogs down there. They can't move the football whatsoever. You know, the running game, can they protect well enough? I mean, they didn't run the ball very well in the Raiders. Of course, they get behind in a game, you know, and then all of a sudden you got to make Tommy DeVito act like he's Joe Montana when he starts throwing it all over the place. Look, let's go to the Jets for a second. I mean, the Jets have been trying to manage Wilson, right? Yeah. Why do you think Wilson gets so many fumbles? He doesn't want to throw the ball. He doesn't want to throw the ball in a crowded situations. He's scared of the interceptions. He'd rather have you and I talk about, well, you know, he's gone 100, almost 200 passes without an interception. That's more rewarding for him than it is to actually make a play. So why do you think he holds on to the ball? all the time? He don't want to throw it. They've, they've conditioned him not to throw it. Oh, they can't make that throw. Don't, don't make that throw. And that's why. It's the same thing here with DeVito. What are they going to do? If they get behind in a game, are they going to let DeVito chuck it? I mean, think about it. I mean, are they? I mean, this team is this team has scored. I mean, since the Cardinal game, they they haven't scored more than 16 points. They've been in double digits three times and single digits three times. They haven't scored over 16 points since that game. Of all the games they played, the the nine games they've played, they've scored over they've scored over 16 points one time. Michael, Think about that. Yeah. Let that sink in. No, it's it's br- both of the New York teams are just awful to have to sit through and watch a football game, which why can we not flex them out of these primetime spots? I don't understand what we keep doing, you know but why we're going to we get them Because again. It's, a New York, it's a New York audience. You got the Raiders. I mean, look, the Raiders are, you know, the Raiders are a national team. Let's be clear. I mean, as Al Davis used to say all the time, the Raiders, right? The Raiders. You don't need a city in front of them. The Raiders, <laughs> right? It was like the White House. So, you know, and then you get the New York market. How about, I, I, 
I was listening to a podcast today and someone mentioned that Robert Sala said on the air yesterday, he was on the Michael K show and they asked him why he wasn't making a move at quarterback. And he pleaded the fifth. He pleaded the fifth. Well, I can't talk, you know, I plead the fifth on that question. Like there's nobody supporting the quarterback, nor should they, but yet they won't make a move. Like who's driving that train, Joe Douglas? So that's what I was going to ask you because he is stood pat in all of his press conference saying, we're going to stick with Zach Wilson. He's our guy. We have faith in him. We're trying to develop him and allow him an opportunity to grow. But then he goes on the Michael K show and pleads the fifth, like it's not his idea. So whose idea is it? Yeah. I mean, who's running the team, Joe Douglas? I mean, you know, I mean, Joe Douglas's one loss record is, is, you know, certainly not even as good as Salah's. I mean, Salah the other night, I, I mean, I was watching the game on the flight and, you know, at what point were they going to, I know everybody talked about how great they are on defense and all that stuff. And they play certainly really good defense, but that doesn't, how are you going to play the game to win the game? I mean, how many more fall? I mean, even Troy was getting angry at the fall starts. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Troy doesn't, uh, the last couple of weeks, Troy has been very demonstrative in his displeasure of the teams. Clearly after the, the Detroit game with the Raiders, I said to Millie, this is it. Josh going to get fired. You could just tell from that the way that went. And the way it went for the Jets is the same thing. Now, is it going to be Nathaniel or is it going to be Salah? But somebody's going to, you know, somebody's not happy in that building or else Troy wouldn't be talking like that. The Jets offense, one touchdown, 18 punts the last two games. They are 30th in the National Football League in points per game, 31st in yards per game, 30th in passing yards per game, and dead last in third down percentage. They were three of 17 in the Monday night game. And it's as much as we want to put on Zach Wilson, and it has been bad from Zach Wilson, it's not all his fault. Like, they're guys off sides, illegal motions. Um, yes, the false starts, but the holding calls, the fumbling, like, it is coming from all areas offensively that they are struggling. And yeah, there's going to need to be some answers and some solutions to these problems. We'll get to maybe an hour two, the Aaron Rodgers of it all, because we do have an yeah. update there, which when do we not coming off of an Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee Tuesday. So you guys share that in common this week, but like his standpoint in it, does that narrative completely end if the Jets lose to the Raiders this weekend? So that's a conversation to have. We've got Harry Gagnon coming up next in the latest edition of the Thursday Night Cartoon. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can also check on the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120 at vcin.com slash subscribe a little bit of technical difficulty so we're going to try to get harry gagnon on in just a little bit but so for now you're still stuck with me and michael but i think you'll be all right with that i think we have a lot of news still to hit around the national football league michael and one thing that caught me a little bit off guard that has been making the rounds and people have been weirdly excited about it was the dallas cowboys signing martavis bryant to their practice squad like why are people so excited about this this is a guy who's been out of the league since 2008 
2018. Obviously had his fair share of problems when he was in the league, but five years removed from an NFL squad. Yeah, it's shocking, right? And, you know, the Raiders ended up, that's one of the, another one of the Raiders' mistakes, right? They traded draft picks for him, and, you know, he never played. They had Antonio Brown, never played. The list goes on and on. I, I don't know, Stormy. I, I, I can't imagine. He must have done something in the workout because he was scheduled to go to Tennessee, and the Cowboys said, no, 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 you're going to stay here. We're going to sign you. Look, you know, I, I, where's Brandon Cooks been in the Cowboys' yeah. offense, right? I mean, you know, they, they ended up reduced, redoing his contract. They paid him big money to redo the deal. And now you're signing Martavius Bryant. Like, are you really going to bring him up? I mean, something's going on there at that receiving thing. Because Cooks, has, he's got 17 catches. He's under 10 yards a catch. Yeah. He's under 10 yards a catch. And they were counting on him being a huge part of what they did this year. So obviously this move tells me, that there's something going on and with the, they don't they're not happy with their receivers or why would you take a guy who hasn't played in five years right he must have looked really good but that's where people stop the sentence he must have looked good in the workout but to me i pick up the sentence saying no they got problems in their receiving core because they're trying to take some of the pressure off a of lamb their tight ends catch the ball well but boy oh boy they got to get another receiver i mean yeah. they're at crunch time they're throwing the ball to tolbert <laughs> So what I will say about Martavis Bryant, and I covered him closely when he was in the XFL last year with the Vegas Vipers, um, he is still a physical specimen, right? He's still big. He's still fast. Speed is always going to be a valuable commodity at the NFL level. But he looked extremely disinterested constantly, had so many drops, missed big play opportunities, gave up on routes. Uh, It just... It was it, it, it was odd to me. And maybe getting another opportunity at the NFL after making your plea for a number of years and being rejected, Roger Goodell finally saying, OK, we'll reinstate you. Um, maybe that could fix it. The lack of interest. But but I don't know. I just didn't really see it from him from that standpoint. And I actually got um, a note from I was like going back and forth over text with somebody who was working for the team last year, uh, the XFL team in Vegas. And he said, if fans think Cowboys receivers are bad right now, outside of Lamb, obviously, wait until Martavis drops two or three easy balls in crucial situations. And that's if he makes it to a game. I don't think that happens. So that was just somebody who was around him day in and day out. So Gallup, Cooks. I mean, we talked all summer when they got Cooks. We talked about how their receiving core with Lamb. You know, you add Gallup in there, right? You You add Cooks. Cooks, the both of them, neither of them have a pass over 30 yards. Cooks got two touchdowns, but again, Cooks is under 10 yards a catch. I mean, there's clearly the, the Cowboys offensive staff are saying, we're not happy with our receivers. And that's a concern. And I feel like, look, when you watch that tape and you watch the all 22 of that game last week, they know they had their opportunity to make plays. If they had better receiver, if they were better at the receiving court besides Lamb, these Eagles corners can't cover anybody. They really can't. And they missed their opportunity. They missed their mark. I mean, they had their chances sitting there first and first and five from the uh, from the six, and they fall start and they end up going and having to go back to the third twenty-five. Yeah, so Dallas, a team that obviously feels like they should be contending in the NFC, always seem to come up short. Uh, They came up short, obviously, in that game against the Eagles. So we'll see if they can start to put some things together. I'm just not sure that Mark Davis Bryant is the answer to upgrade that wide receiver room. Um, How about in Tennessee? Um, Also, Michael, while you were out yesterday, Michael... uh, 
excuse me, Mike Vrabel. Why can't I speak today? Mike Vrabel came out and said that they are going to move forward with Will Levis as their starting quarterback and Ryan Tannehill will be the backup. I think it's a great move that you're you you started to get a glimpse of what the future could be. Use these last eight or so games to really find out if you have your quarterback of the future. But what was your instant reaction when you heard Vrabel come out with that? I think he had no choice, right? I mean, he's got a young player. And what have we talked about all the time on this show? Get some hope, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw the Raiders react to O'Connell. You know, that, that gave him hope. You saw the Raiders react to Hoyer. It didn't give him any hope. I think it's the same thing here. It gives them some hope. They played well for the kid. Look, they've got a lot of injuries. The, left, the right tackle's been hurt. The left tackle's not very good. The backup right tackle's been hurt, Hubbard. So they, they're, they're kind of beat up up front. But he's hung in there and made throws down yeah. the field. If they could keep Burks healthy, which is a hard thing to do, they have a better chance. I'm surprised this week they're a dog by a point to Tampa. Tampa's secondary doesn't look like they can cover anybody. Like, I mean, when you watch the game against Houston where C.J. Stroud in the second half just torched them, you're sitting there saying, whatever happened to the Tampa defense? To me, Tennessee will, A, run the ball on Tampa because the misnomer is you can't run the ball on Tampa. That's not true anymore. And I think Levis will have a good day throwing. I'm surprised that line hasn't flipped a little bit. I know Tampa's playing at home, but Tampa's actually a better road team than they are a home team. When you break it down, I mean, the best away teams this year in football are Jacksonville, Baltimore, San Francisco, Tampa, and New Orleans. The worst away teams are Denver, Arizona, Carolina, Las Vegas, and the Giants. Yeah, and this is a Bucks team too, Michael, that's lost four straight games, five of their last six, and haven't shown as many glimpses of bright spots, I think, as Tennessee has since bringing Will Levis in. Like, they've looked pretty solid. I like what you said about him hanging in. He, he has. He doesn't flinch under pressure. He's keeping his eyes downfield when guys are coming to clock him. Like, I've been very impressed in the small two-game sample size of what we've seen from Tennessee. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do end up seeing a flip as we get closer to game time on Sunday. Um, and also just looking forward for the season as a whole again about going ahead and and using Will Levis and saying that he's the guy like at three and five, they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. I think it's especially given the salary numbers that they have next year, they have the most salary cap room for the 2024 offseason of anybody. See what you've got in Will Levis, have an opportunity to build for the future, get some assets next year. I think I think it'll be interesting to see what Tennessee could do in the future. And Mike Rabel's a great coach to do it. Yeah, I, and I and I think to me, They've got to get there. They're closer if they take these games to get their team ready, build some. Not that they're going to quit, but they're going to play hard. They're going to be a hard out no matter yeah. what. I mean, as long as you got that Jeffrey Simmons, you got Tart, you got this defensive front, you're going to be tough to block. And the and the Bucks will have a hard time. It's hard to run though, even though teams have run the ball up late on them. It's still hard to run. But I think to me, the, you're building for something. You're giving your fan base hope. And I, and I think that's ultimately what they didn't do in Oak, in Las Vegas. And I think that's where teams make a huge mistake when they go to these veterans. Like, you go to Tommy DeVito, <laughs> are you giving the rest of the guys in the locker room? I, I hate to pick on the kid, but are you giving hope? They watch practice too, Stormy. They watch practice. I feel bad that it always comes back to Tommy DeVito, but you're right. It's a completely different feel when you bring in Will Levis and the pop that he brings to your offense and like the excitement versus Tommy DeVito and you're just feeling like oh gosh let us just get through this game I feel like and the spread is 16 and it 
keeps on like all of the money is on Dallas. 16 and a half. It went to 17. It ticked, it ticked down at 17 to 16 and a half. But here's where I think fans don't realize when the head coach goes in front of the team and says, we're going to start Tommy DeVito. You know, the, the players don't say, well, he has no choice. The players are like, I thought you were, I trusted you to put the best players on the field. And I trust the GM to do that. You lose as an organization, you lose that trust. That's a hard thing to overcome. You know, now you say, well, we're just, we have no choice. Yeah, you do. You could have signed. And then you see Carson Wentz sign and you didn't. Right. You, you, you see what I'm saying? You, the locker room, you can't fool them. They know. They know exactly what's going on. And that goes back to exactly what you were saying about the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where you could feel it. The energy from the Chicago game to the game last week against the Giants was twofold. Are they a better team? No. But they played better because they were interested in playing. When he announced that they were going to start Hoyer, the team said, OK, you're quitting. We'll quit. Now, that's not what they were intending to do when they made that decision, but that's how it came out. That's, that's to me, had I been in the room, I would have said, we can't do this. This is what's going to cause effect. You know, when you start DeVito without evidence at practice that he's a good player, see, O'Connell had a ton of practice, and he was good in practice. The players see this. You can't fool the players. Yep, and it's important to keep that locker room together and energized. We will take a quick timeout, but back here on the Lombardi line next, get some Thursday night football talk and more of the NFL slate with Harry Gagnon. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. That's V-E-G-A-S. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. 
Gas Gag Not Harry here, and I'm on the Quicksilver track to victory. But first, a short pit stop. This week, I'm riding with Carolina getting the points. The Bears are harder to watch than an episode of Dr. Pimple Popper. That'll gas me up. Don't forget to buckle up. Duh, the game is about to start. Keep crashing, I mean, keep cashing. The Gagnon 69 car has been disqualified due to weight issues. Another instant classic as the pick is in on Thursday Night Football from our guy, Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor. And actually, Harry, I disagree. Dr. Pimple Popper is not hard to watch. I am a big fan. I love those videos. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, look, yeah, you guys, good, uh, good to talk to you guys again. Listen, I, 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 this is a tough game. This is a real tough game to, uh, to watch and and try to handicap, uh, but I am going to take the three and a half here, um, basically because I think it's just in principle, the bears shouldn't be a three and a half point favorite against anybody. Now the earlier game this year, uh, on a Thursday was against Washington on the road and they were a dog in that game. That was the best game they played this year, but 40 points. But I just think in this situation, I cannot have them. I just can't have them as a favorite more than a more than a field goal here. I'm taking the three and a half and I, I got a prop. I got a player prop. People may like a little bit better guys here. How about Adam Thielen? 70 yards receiving or more at minus 130. The Panthers leading receiver, six of the last seven games. He has 62 receptions, guys. 62. The next closest Panther is Jonathan Mingo with 20, and he has 62. Thielen has had 70 or more yards in five of the last six games. Three of those five games have been over 100. And by the way, the Bears are 28th in the league in passing yards against Thielen, 70 yards or more on Thursday night. Harry, I'm going to disagree with you on your pick, and I'll tell you why. The last four games, I think if you really peel back the layers of Chicago defensively, that you cannot run the ball. They're the best run defense in the league. Mm. Uh, and they on yards per attempt, they've been really good in that area. They've improved over the last five weeks in terms of every single statistical category. They're getting some guys back healthy. This Panther team can't throw the football effectively. They have a hard time protecting. They can't run the ball, which they won't be able to. And Bryce Young turned the ball over twice for two pick six. Now, all that being said, you know, when you break the team down, this team gave up 24 points last week to the Saints, and they turned it over five times and tried to hand them more points, and they couldn't do it. So, you know, with the Panthers being 27th in EPA on offense, Chicago's 23rd, the Panthers are 29th EPA on defense, the Bears are 30th. So, I, I mean, it's two bad teams playing. I get your logic. I just think one team's playing better than the other. No, and I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I know Carolina did get their win against Houston, who had a great win last week. But, I mean, still, again, just two bad teams. It's a tough game to handicap. In Chicago's last 11 home games, they've won by three or more in just two of them. I just, I know what you're saying, Mike, and they have been playing a lot better defensively, uh, Chicago has. But in this spot, maybe, maybe this is, again, they're a favorite. I don't like Chicago here. Maybe they win by a field goal of three and a half, maybe gets there for the Panthers. <laughs> 
Host of the Against All Odds podcast, Harry Gagnon, joining us here on the Lombardi Line on VCMD Sports Betting Network. Now, you have had success recently with these teasers, and last week I felt like it was a great teaser week. This week, looking ahead to some numbers, too, it seems like there are some really good options on the board. What are you putting together? Yeah, we've done okay. We've hit four straight teasers on the show, five out of our last six. So how about this? I'm going to do a six-point teaser. I'm going to take the Bengals from six and a half down to minus a half at home against Houston. Look, a great job by C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Four wins already this year when they were 313-1 and one last year. A crazy win last week against Tampa Bay. Not a great comeback, but this is a different animal. You're playing Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They are really starting to roll. Four wins in a row, five of the last six. Um, I know the Bengals may be without uh, Chase and Jamar Chase, but since he uh, you know, has Baltimore next week, they can't afford to lose this one. Then they've got Pittsburgh and Jacksonville after that. Cincinnati's 9-1 straight up at home in their last 10. So the Bengals basically just to win against Houston. And how about this one, guys? Pittsburgh Green Bay under the 38 and a half. Let's push it to 44 and a half. Let's go under Green Bay games have landed 36 or less four straight and have averaged just 30 points per game in that stretch. Pittsburgh games also also landed 36 or less points in four of the last five Pittsburgh's 31 first in yards per game, 29th in points per game, Green Bay 23rd um, in yards per game as well. And listen, love completing only 59% of his passes. Kenny Pickett, not much better at 61%. Let's go to Pittsburgh, Green Bay, under 44 and a half, and the Bengals just to beat the Texans at home. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, look, I, the one thing about the Packers, they don't show up until the second half anyway. So, right. you know, I mean, you don't have to worry about that over going hitting and Green Bay. And look, Mike Tomlin's dealing with that pebble in his shoe because – He's got his man, you know, they're not getting the ball to Pickens enough. So he's complaining. He's going to have to deal with that. Yeah, I, I see that one clear. I like that one, Harry. Yeah, it's like what's what's going on with this this, this Pittsburgh offense just continues to struggle still. Not that great running the ball. And what Pickens had, what, one one catch catches last week, Michael, for like negative two yards, not getting it done. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, Appre- no question. Appreciate your time, Harry. I know I know you've got you've got big things to do today, so we're going to let you go early, but appreciate your insight and time. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you. Harry Gagnon. Follow him at AAO Harry on X. My- Michael, let's talk through that Steelers-Packers game, though, because, I mean, Pittsburgh just continues to find ways to win, and obviously the Packers are coming off that big win against the Rams, but we also know the situation of that game, and it was against Brett Rippon, and it was a game they needed to and had to have. But I feel like with Pittsburgh – I want to lay this number so bad, and I just don't know if I can get there because they've played games so so weird lately. They've yeah, been outgained I mean, look, in every really, single game. Yeah, but they're a point at point yards per point defensively. They're the third best team in the league, right? They're really good in that. I mean, so you know they're they're able to do a nice job on that, and so you know it takes eighteen point five yards for a team to get a point against Pittsburgh's defense, okay? In contrast, Carolina, it only takes 11. They're 32nd. Oh, by the way, Chicago's 31st at 12.5. So to me, that's a really important number. you got to look at what they're able to do. And this defense, just for whatever reason, the leadership, you know, and then they get Hayward back this past week. They find ways to win games. It's ugly. It's not pretty. You know, you don't like anything about what they do offensively. But they seem to just kind of come to life in the fourth quarter and they make yeah. enough plays 
to win a game. I mean, like, is there any reason why this team should have beaten Baltimore 17 to 10? Of course not. Of course not. I just want a convincing win from the Steelers. Like, I don't want it to come not down. Find one. I don't think you're going to see one. It's like, you know, it's it, it, they're the boxer that's never going <laughs> to that's never going to come out of the fight without getting cut. Right. They're yep. all they're just going to get cut. They're going to get beat up. They're, they're never going to be a, like, you know, Muhammad Ali. Look at my face. It's so pretty. Like they're <laughs> never going to have the pretty face. Right. They are three and zero outright in ATS against teams, though, with losing records. So that is pretty to me. Um, all three of those games went under. And speaking of if he wanted to tease and take the under based on what Harry was saying about this situation, Steelers game seven one to the under the season, including their last six straight. And what you mentioned about the Packers in the first half, those slow starts being a steady fade. I might get back in business on that here. Last week was the first time they had a halftime lead since week two. It was only seven, three. They have been outscored 52 to 16 in the first half since week two, six, one and one as well to the first half under this season. So I think that as far as the green Bay Steelers game, there are a lot of different ways that you can get involved in this one. I'm just curious of whether or not I can get there at the full field goal. I wish it was a two and a half. I really, really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know, and it's ticked up to what three and a half now. Where there's some three there's still some three out there. Still, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do you trust Jordan Love against this rush? I don't. I don't. I, I don't, mean, I don't trust Jordan Rush. A uh, Jordan Jordan Love. Period. Let alone against yeah, a good exactly. defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, but then again, but then again, you don't trust Kenny Pickett either. So it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? You know, it's like ah. Uh, you know, this is one thing when you get two bad quarterbacks going against each other. You're like, are we sure we want to do this one here? You know, I like Tomlin when he's a dog. Not that he's not a good coach as a favorite, but I like him as a dog. But what's interesting about this line, Stormy, no one's betting the no one's betting the Packers. They have very little money coming in. They got tickets, but no money. Because everybody saw last week and not a soul believed in what they saw. We're going to take a step back here real quickly. But when we return, resetting for hour two of the Lombardi line. So much more to get into, including an update on Michael's latest article on vcin.com. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 